What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Finest Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Dante, and welcome to the show. Hope you can enjoy what you're about to listen to. You know, you know, we're a little Broad Street Bully, as I like to say, you know, things that make things a whole lot easier over here. So let's go and get into this and let's talk about some of the topics I want to talk about today. Um, first, let's start off with the Apple iPhone HomePod supposedly coming out. Not supposedly, they're coming out, but you know, the dates are different. Now, a lot of people don't got their um, iPhones and they're giving away a whole bunch of, you know, their point of view of the phones and what they like and don't like about them. Now, one of the interesting things about you know, iPhones, you know, iOS has always been the same. It's just a couple of new features here and there that'll change it and make it feel a little bit different compared to what it was a year ago. You know, maybe like they did before, like added widgets to the OS, you know, something they should have been did long ago, but they finally got to it. But so a lot of people got the unboxings and uh, got the first impressions of the cameras. A lot of people got, you know, the Pro. A lot of people didn't get the Pro Max. I see a lot of people just got the regular just Pro. They didn't get the Pro Max. So... You know, they get their first impressions of the cameras, what they like and don't like about them, and some of the new features that's added. Um, I was watching one of the videos, the guy was talking about how, matter of fact, it's MKHE, he said, it's a new feature they got, but they ain't, it don't come out yet until, well, they didn't say until when it came out, they just said that it's coming soon, basically. They got a feature that's not available, but they're promoting it in their presentation. It was called Apple... ProRes. I guess it's some type of format that the camera shoots in. I don't really know too much about cameras. Like I said, I'm still learning cameras and all the language for cameras and all the talk for cameras. So I'm still learning some of the stuff that they were saying. But basically, he was saying like it's a a high end version of like uh, this. Like in certain when you go in the post and the edit, you can kind of get it the way you want. Similar to that, so that shouldn't be a problem. I'm guessing, but like I said, I'm still learning the camera tech talk. Like I said, I'm investing, paying more attention to cameras and lenses and the difference between bokeh and portrait mode and, you know, high dynamic range when it comes to pictures. I'm still learning all that stuff. So for me, I'm still learning that that tech talk when it comes to the cameras. But with the iPhones, like I see a lot of people having, a lot of people are actually leaning more towards the but here's the confusing part the iPhone 12 mini and iPhone 12 those are like the low end models but they still got you know some good specs in them and they, and they have 5G so yeah it's not like you're losing something if you get those phones compared to the pro versions so they both all phones got 5G but 5G's, 5G isn't relatively available all over the country yet so in certain places that's good in some places that it's not even available so but it's like future proofing your phone if you plan on keeping it for four to five years. So that's a good thing you can do. But it's one of those type of things that's just, you know, it's, <laughs> you just, <laughs> I, it's more wait and see. And I've learned that when it comes to things like that, you just, it's cool to be an early adopter. And then it's kind of good to wait for those type of situations because. Yeah, 5G is available. Like, it's here in Philadelphia, and I've seen a couple 5G towers here and there. So, it's available, but I don't know how well it would work. But I would have to get my hands on an iPhone 
and just test it and see if it's a big difference as far as the 5G speeds. And I heard there's something in there I seen in his video. He was talking about where they use 5G when it's necessary. So when does it determine when it's necessary? So that's another thing that you got to think about, too, that it can cause a lot of problems. But so now I want to talk about the iPhone, not the iPhone, a HomePod mini, which is a miniature version of the HomePod. Now I have about one, two, three, about five HomePods in my house. I mostly got them in stereo pair with the Apple TVs I have in my house. You know, they just sound a whole lot better in stereo pair compared to them um, individually. I like the sound of them better in pair of stereo. I said that before in the previous episode, podcast episode. So, but I want to get one and test the sound for the HomePod Mini. You know, they talk about all this architectural work they put into all the sound quality they put in this thing in a miniature size for a hundred bucks. Can't beat that price. So that's why I'm like going to get one. I'm just going to get one. I'm not going to get a pair of them. Just get one, test it, do a video on it, and just see if it's all the hype is about it is up in the air. Because, you know, they say it sounds good, but that's something you have to test for yourself and hear for yourself. Because when it comes to sound, there's a big difference when you're in person with it and you're just listening through a video. Big difference. And, you know, a lot of people are talking about these little home minis and this new... Um, intercom system I'm only, I only got HomePods in my house I don't know too many people that actually have see I know, I'm the only one that's really an iPhone user in my family everybody else just uses Android so I'm not I can't really use that feature as much because I don't really have too many people with iPhones that can kind of use that intercom feature but I would test it out just to see how well it works and get my opinion on it but after all I said that, oh after all that it's, everything is like Keep your eyes open for the YouTube videos coming out and get your get your personal opinion on it and see if you want to get the new iPhone or wait or, you know, you know, wait till the price drops around Christmas, Black Friday time and see if you can get a, a good deal on the phone. But I wanted to talk about this lawsuit with Google. Google has this lawsuit going on. This uh, the government's I, I, I didn't really get too much of it, but I just kind of. When I touch base on it is that basically they was using features and things that was allowing people it was making people use like Google as the default browser, Internet, you know, search browser, which I didn't know they was doing that. But I can see it now now that they mentioned it. But basically, like this is like a big monopoly of the whole industry as far as other companies might be involved, like Apple and um, a couple of other tech companies that oh Facebook was one of them, too. That, you know, that could be a part of this, could be a big antitrust lawsuit and all this other stuff coming down the pipeline with these big old companies. And and they say Google's at the top of it because they was just doing something illegal as far as making people, for, like, not forcing them, but kind of being a slick way of making it that their uh, search engine was their default certain, certain search engine. So it's just, it's just crazy how, like, a lot of this stuff goes on when it comes to, you know, the antitrust, the monopolies, and the government regulations when it comes to just making sure you don't have too much of the stuff that nobody can compete with you. So it's all about competition. And because that was a big thing when Disney had bought 20th Century Fox, a lot of people was like, uh, that's not fair. Um, 
they shouldn't be able to do that. But if the owner is willing to sell the company to another, you know, studio and kind of like merge everything and make it into one big studio and get distributed from, well, they didn't really care about distributing because, you know, Fox had their own. So Disney still allows them to use their own distributor while they distribute what they want to distribute with their name on top of it. All those things. But like, that's what the government uh, like doesn't allow them to do because they don't want like they want competition. Because one of the big gripes with the the Disney Fox merger was that the sports channel would be uh, sold off to a different company or rebranded to a different name by the Murdochs. Um, one of the things I thought that was very interesting about that whole merger was that see Disney has ESPN in the umbrella, and they didn't, I don't know if they wanted or didn't want the whole Fox Sports package or sports channel, but they couldn't get it anyway because the antitrust law says you can't buy those. You can't have two sports channels. So they had to sell them off to a different company. That's why the Fox Network channel, like here in Philadelphia, is Fox 29. They couldn't get that one because they already had ABC Channel 6. So they kind of, like, it's all about competition. So they kind of like, and that's what this Google lawsuit is about. That their parent company got this anti antitrust charge case long shadowing over Google, and that for its abuse of dominating search engine search engine business. I mean that is true because I think the video I saw where it was talking about like what search engine do you use? A lot of people said Google. I not too many people use Bing, and everybody uses Google. I mean it, it is true, but. But they say raise regulators alarm days before the company released financial results. And now they're getting sued for basically forcing people to use Google as the main search engine. Are they forcing it or people was just they was just used to it because it just worked the way they wanted it to. But from what this report says, what they was doing, selling the advertisers to kind of like getting advertisers to kind of force them, not force, well, they basically saying force. They show them like Google search engine. Like every time you see a commercial, it's Google search and things like that. So that is true. I did notice that. They did use a lot of like whenever like companies would do something, Google search was always up there. I did notice that now that they kind of pointed that out. I didn't pay it no mind, but now that they kind of mentioned it and bring it to my attention, I could see that whole thing with the Google search engines and how that's going about but it's a big it's a big thing as far as you know this lawsuit and you gotta wait and see how this all plays out I'm interested in see how this whole thing plays out because that's interesting you know you know Google just became a trillion dollar company so let's see how much they have to shove out for this potential lawsuit that's coming out and what they have, what, if they have to pay anything, how much would they have to pay out? That's definitely what I'm look, I'm curious about, and curious to see about what they're gonna do. So now I want to switch over to talk about something I've talked about many times in my YouTube videos, and maybe a couple times on the podcast. That LG, you know, I have two OG. OLED displays, 55 inch displays, and I said in my not review, I didn't do a review kind of like my thoughts of the TV it's like one of the best things about OLEDs, they have very accurate colors like if you want an accurate 
color video, that's the best thing to use because the, the colors are like point like LG makes some of the best OLED displays on the market. A lot of people use their displays. Even Apple was using their displays to make the IMAX years ago. I think they still do. That may be a little. They did have a, a display, an external display for laptops. So like they had the LG ultrafine display that's right they do still use um lg but i think they kind of transitioned away from them and kind of making their own displays now so but everybody knows lg is like the best on the market so now let's talk about how disney has a deal with lg to use their oled displays so i was reading something online that marvel studios have <laughs> this is crazy marvel studios is using an 88 inch 88 88 inch OLED display for color imaging when it comes to like their movies. They get very accurate colors in like the landscapes of their scenes or whatever they're doing. Like they want to make sure the color is very accurate. So they're using this 88 inch display, which is crazy. Because that's the next thing I want to also mention that LG finally came out with a price point for that um uh that rollable TV. It runs for about $87,000. Basically, that's for studios, like uh, movie studios to use that for, you know, display purposes for movies, getting accurate colors and scenes. Like, that's basically what that is, because I don't see no average consumer actually paying that much, almost $100,000 for that display. But it's a cool display. Though. I actually seen, like, videos of it at um, CES where they had it, like, roll up and roll back and then they had one where you can kind of have up as like a projector type and it just rolls down and you can kind of see it, it was cool it's the coolest thing i've ever seen like i would love to have seen that first up close but it was beautiful because they had because that before when it first you showed it off it was just like on a flat surface and they just show you how it rolls up and you can kind of see the 8k adhness display but then this past ces they had um, show the alternative version of having it up on your ceiling and having it rolled down like a projector screen. And, oh man, that's just, <laughs> that's pretty sick to see that. So they saying Marvel Studios actually uses this there, like to use them, use these displays for their color imaging as far as making sure, like, like I said, their movies are spot on when it comes to the colors. So they have a Disney struck a deal with LG to pretty much promote OLED displays. They're not promoting L, L, um, LCDs anymore. They basically want, you know, the best in the business. Now, everybody knows a lot of people, a lot of people will say LG makes some of the best displays on the market. Like I, like I said, I have two of them and I can't be, I'm not disappointed at all. I will be getting my hands on the 48 inch one for my own personal use because having a bigger screen in my bedroom has, you know, can take a strain on the eyes, so I want something a little smaller, a little bit more compact. And I always wanted like a 42 inch to 46 inch display, but they don't make those OLED yet. But they have a 48 inch display, so I'm definitely gonna get my hands on one of those. Get my opinions and unboxing, not a review video because I think LG displays are all the same, they just and plus, like the designs of them are all the same, they don't really use too many different display stands and nothing like that. It's pretty much the same stand. In a smaller package. So I'm definitely going to be getting my uh, 48 inch display in, a, in some time. But right now I'm not rushing it. 
But I also, you know, like I said, want something smaller for the bedroom and more compact. And I'll, I'm still considering, like, since we somewhat still in the quarantine, but not complete quarantine. And since now I have my new podcast set up in my bedroom and I kind of can just, you know, navigate and just do things. And not have to go down to the basement where it's pretty cold down there during the winter months. In the winter months, like, the air circulation is, like, terrible down there. And, like, I had, I, I put in a new window and all this other stuff, and it's still just cold down there. And I don't know if that's because of the, the moisture levels that is in the basement, because my basement is underground, so there's a lot of moisture levels. And I don't know if that makes it colder during the winter time or not, but I have a new window and still freezing down. I put a fireplace down there and warms it up, but sometimes the sound from the background can kind of bleed into the podcast and I kind of try to limit that. So I just want to, and plus I just, it'd be cold down there. I got to be putting on sweatsuits and thick hoodies when I do a podcast episode. So I just want to kind of change that and be able to come in my bedroom and just kind of do everything. Play some video games, do a podcast episode, edit a video, edit the podcast. You know, just kind of make my room as like a go-to place where I can still do work and still be comfortable at the same time. Because when I go to the basement, that's all work. I got the display for the video editing setup. I got the podcast when I have guests and um, people over for that. Um, The surround sound movie theater system is down there. So it's a lot down there. So it's like, it's all business. And... You know, it's not much. Yeah, some I can have some little pleasurable moments when I'm watching like a movie and surround sound. But since there ain't no movies coming out, I'm really not down there that much. So I recently just, you know, got me a new Rodecaster Pro for the bedroom and I'm going to be using it to do episodes from time to time. Um, I actually got a new outro. So you'll definitely listen to hear that later on for, you know, this episode. So I'm like. I'm just setting up everything to make everything a lot more easier. Like I always try to do videos on YouTube about making things simpler to do things, especially if you're a one man show like myself. See, I ain't got no video editor or no co-host yet. So for me, it's all me just working hard at trying to do everything for myself. So I need things to make things simpler as they can. And get the job done while I'm still maintaining a full-time job, taking care of a high school, taking care of kids, and doing all this other stuff. And still be able to do my tech stuff on the side without having so many hard obstacles along the way. That's one of the things I try to limit, and that's why I try to get things that just I'll show you in my videos that just makes things a whole lot easier for you. Just to do these things and still maintain a full-time job until you can make this passive income from, you know, whatever you're doing, your podcast, your YouTube video, or whatever business venture you're doing, your home home business or whatever, you can always kind of find ways to do that to make it more simpler for you. Now, we're coming up on the month of November, and now we got the two new consoles coming out, you know, the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X. Shoes, Xbox, I need to come up with different names from time to time. But, and, you know, a lot of people have their unboxings, uh, first impressions. No new games are being, like, shown yet they're basically waiting until the systems come out to get their reviews um i'm interested i'm really looking forward to two games um one spider-man miles morales and it was another game i wanted to play 
but it's not coming out no time soon. It's actually uh, God of War Ragnarok. So I'm like hoping that comes out next year. But those are two games I'm looking for for PlayStation. Now, Xbox, I couldn't really tell you. Like if Gears of War 6 comes out, I'm definitely going to get me that system because I'm a big, I'm invested in the story. So I'm definitely want to stick around, especially the way that the twists and turns are going with that. So I definitely want to get my hands on a uh, my ha- I want to get my hands on uh, Gears 6 because the way the story took a twist and just changed it all up as far as the story arc with Kate. And now her grandmother was the the locust queen. Her mom became the new locust queen, but she died off and she killed. And the the element at the end of the game was who you save and which storyline they're going to go with. Because if you made, either you let Dell live or you let uh, JD live. So it's one of those type of things where I'm like really looking forward to seeing where they take the story as far as that aspect. But, you know, those coming out next month and uh you know black friday's coming out i don't know what kind of deals they're going to do like because it's always black friday and cyber monday so is black friday going to be like a a double whammy like a cyber monday and you can go to stores or are they just going to do like a cyber black friday and i know i'm not ready to go in the store with a bunch of people yet even though it's getting crazy out there like people are going and getting back out to like living their life and going to the mall i recently went to king oppression mall and it was kind of scary in there because that mall was jam-packed. Like, it was crowded. So, I'm not saying, like, the cases are going up, but I'm just saying, like, a lot of people wasn't wearing masks or it was slightly off their face. All kinds of things. And it's just, I'm not ready to bring anything like that home to my family. So, I'm just always cautious about that and being safe. So, I'm just real cautious and wondering what they're going to do with Black Friday. And if the sales, like usually you go to the stores on Black Fridays for the sales, especially at a certain time period. Now that Black Friday ain't even Black Friday anymore. It's like Black Thursday because they used to, I remember one year they did Black Friday at like 6 p.m. on on Thanksgiving. That's not Black Friday. Like they're getting a little out of hand. But I want to know if the store is going to do that or do like a cyber Black Friday or you can do a traditional Black Friday and just do a cyber money as usual, but it's more of a wait and see approach when it comes to those type things and just keep your eyes open. Stay safe. As they feel in my Philly the Philly's finest tech podcast out there, so you know, put it out there. Um like I said, leave a review if you can. Give me your opinions, let me know, all that stuff. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed my little podcast episode here and just see you next time. Peace.